an ironic media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. So today I am sitting down with Lily Winsaf. She is an amazing healer. I've worked with her myself and I just had to have her on the show. She is so brilliant and she is so talented at seeing energy that I asked her to come on to share what she thinks about what's going on on the planet and what are the things that we can do to help ease the transformation that is happening both within ourselves and on the planet. She also shares her dark night and how she maxed out her credit cards and had two children to feed and changed it all around in four days. It was pretty amazing. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to the Affiliate Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Stark. This podcast, I'll be sharing messages of hope, healing, and transformation. I'll teach you how to shift your mindset, conquer your fears, and become the best version of you. You'll get to witness healings as well as hear from my mentors, teachers, and about the extraordinary journey I've been on for the last 14 years. My connection with energy is so strong, and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. Lily Winsaf, and she is from New World Harmony, and I absolutely love Lily. Our chemistry and energy together is just amazing. We are like twin flames or something. (laughs) So Lily, welcome to the show. (laughs) Thanks, Amy. I'm so excited to be here. As you know, I've been going through a transition of uh, moving out of my home in Florida, and I'm just finally settling down a little bit. I'm in Minnesota right now and for the summer, and then I'll be returning to Florida. But things have been so wild and crazy, and it's just so great to be connecting with you And because you, you always make me feel really grounded, and you make me feel like, yeah, this is a good place to be. So I'm excited to be here with you today. Awesome. I'm so glad you're here. So one of the things that I, I know that you've been doing for the last three years is actually waking up and seeing the sunrise every morning and channeling some angelic beings and ascended masters, right? Yes. So what got you started on that? One of the, one of the times of my life that I was experiencing a lot of uh, physical conditions that were kind of scary. In fact, I was told that I, I might have leukemia and uh, I was seeking alternative kinds of ways to relieve whatever the symptoms were because I knew I didn't have leukemia and I knew I didn't have cancer, but I stumbled on transformational breath, which was an ama- is an amazing modality that, that you, as you know, I, I facilitate. I'm a professional facilitator for transformational breath. And during a breath session one day that I was doing for myself, I heard a very strong message from an ascended master that said, go meet the sunrise. And I had been being so ill. I had been so ill and I live two blocks from the beach, but I had been so sick for literally two plus years that I hadn't gone to the beach in over two years. And so I got my butt out of bed the next day and I went to sunrise. And it was extraordinary experience for me getting up that early, not feeling so well. And I started seeing these these figures and symbols coming down from the heavens. I don't, that's how I could describe it into the crown of my head, into my crown chakra. After that, I ran home and I started drawing these little figures. And then I thought, wow, I'm going to go back tomorrow. And the same thing happened. I started drawing these figures that I was receiving. And then the third day, I didn't get any more figures. 
but I got a message and I don't remember what the message was. That was today was actually day, I think 240 of year three that I've been doing this. And every single time that I go, I haven't missed a single sunrise and I get these amazing, beautiful messages that get posted on, on Facebook. So that's what started me off on it. And it has been the most healing journey that I've ever experienced. Yeah, this picture here actually is from one of my sunrises. Oh, I was wondering that. I actually mm-hmm. thought back, that's got to be one of them. Yeah, your pictures are incredible. And the wisdom that comes through is so cool. I just, you know, you, you know, when you read something and it just resonates with your whole body, I feel like almost every single one of what you, you know, the messages that you write down or that I get to see at least, you know, sometimes they don't come up in the, my feed or whatever. They resonate with me so strongly and it's just, it makes me feel good too. Like, you know, yeah. I'm sure that's how you feel when you're receiving them. Yeah. So they're beautiful. And actually this picture here was taken by my guy who I met during sunrise. And I have this exact same picture in my camera. And this was a sunrise that we walked together because we met on the beach during a sunrise walk. Oh, and wow. yeah, it just like totally changed our lives. So I remember this day so clearly in that bird that you see in the picture. And it was just definitely life-changing events. So how do you feel now? Are you doing a lot better? Oh yeah, I was compl- I completely healed myself. <laughs> I ha- I went to I think I spent like fifteen thousand dollars on regular doctors and alternative doctors, and you know being told I had leukemia, breast cancer, autoimmune disease, the whole nine yards. I mean, when they told me that it was going to cost something like seven thousand dollars, I don't remember the exact number to find out exactly which autoimmune disease I had because I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. But I was sick all the time and I couldn't eat anything. It was really horrible symptoms. So when they said, we want to, we want to isolate which autoimmune disease you have, and you're going to have to take a series of more tests, whatever. And that's when I said, I'm absolutely done. Not one more test. No one's poking another needle in me because all the tests would keep coming back negative. Mm. All, you know, and so I just like, no more needle poking me. I'm, I'm done with doctors. I'm done with the whole nine yards. And so it was during a breath session and also opening the Akashic realm, which is another thing that I do that I was told what was wrong with me and how to treat it and how to heal it. And it took about maybe 30 days of following the guidance that I received from the angelic realm. And I was completely healed. I've never had another symptom again. And that was over three years ago. So, Wow. That's yeah, amazing. That extraordinary. And today... I would say probably 75% of my clients have autoimmune conditions. Right. I really feel like anybody who's sensitive gets an autoimmune disease, you know, energetically sensitive. Yeah, gets that Uh, label. (laughs) Right, right. Gets the label. That's what I should say. (laughs) Um, And then you give them some tools to to handle the energy and then, you know, some more mindset and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, you know all about that. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, going to see sunrise, it's healing for your hormones, right? Like seeing that first morning light and then walking on the, you know, sand is grounding and getting the ions from the waves and all that. I mean, the sea is just so healing in so many different ways. But it's not just the ocean. It's the sunrise in general. Here in Minnesota, I, we do the sunrise walks out in the country and, you know, the pictures are amazing too. And it's the energy of the central sun, even though, of course, the sun that we see is not the central sun. The central sun being the kind of like grandfather sun of the Milky Way galaxy, which is the, the being of light that puts out all the life force and all the, the life for the entire galaxy. That's our central sun. And there's so much wisdom in the frequencies that come through from the central sun and the best time to 
be able to align with those frequencies and receive that wisdom is at sunrise. That's it really amazing. It doesn't matter where in the world you are. I've, I have done sunrise walks in Temecula, California and Denver, Colorado, Boulder, Colorado, and New York City. One of my favorite sunrise times was from the, from the roof of a 35-floor story building in Manhattan overlooking the East River. Hmm. And the sun comes up and, you know, so you've got all the buildings and it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. So that's wonderful that you did that and you shared your wisdom. And um, I love that. You were talking at one point of uh, making those quotes into a book, right? Yes. Do you think called, you'll ever do that? Yes. It's called Walking with the Masters. And it's about, I would say, 50% complete. Awesome. And so I, I'm hoping to publish it by the end of this year. I do have some publishers that are interested in it. So. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Um, all right. So tell me about your dark night. Like, why do you do what you do? Why are you so passionate? I mean, you're so incredibly talented. When did that really start? Like, when did your gifts open up? So there was a couple of times in my life, but I'll, I'll tell you the one that really, really, because I was raised with metaphysicians. And so even though I was raised Catholic, my parents teach the Kabbalah and they've always been metaphysicians and have I and I grew up in a household where you sit around the table and uh, you know the conversations were about not how not so much how was school today but did you clear any karma today you know (laughs) 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 do you have any astral travel experiences today you know holy Uh, cow conversations about your past lifetimes with anybody you know so but it wasn't until when I was in junior high school that I, that I realized, it hit me like a two by four, that not everybody thought this way. And I didn't want to be the weird kid. And so I started really putting all my gifts to sleep. And it wasn't until much later in life that they started to, you know, sprout back up again. I raised my kids, uh, you know, non-religious, non-denominational, very spiritual, but not, not really with any strong thoughts. But after my first divorce, and I've been divorced twice, but after my first divorce, I found myself as a single parent. You know, I became an entrepreneur almost by force, really. After my second divorce, I started the company that now my oldest son is running. But three years into that company, I found myself in deep doo-doo financially. I mean, deep doo-doo. I had mortgaged my house twice to keep the company going. And there came a point where something wasn't working. I fell into a deep depression because I had about seven deals that were about to close and none of them were closing. There was like, I don't know if you've ever had that feeling of everything is stuck and nothing will move. Mm. Nothing, nothing, nothing will move. And I had already borrowed money from every single family member, friends. There was no money to be had. I really reached the bottom of the barrel of money after mortgaging my house twice. I had maxed out all my credit cards. I had one credit card that had available credit of two. I'm never just going to never forget this available credit of $278. And I had no prospects of income coming. I had no way of getting any more support from family, nothing. I had nothing. And I thought to myself, well, this $278, I have to feed my two kids for who knows how long. And I don't know how it's going to happen. And I just get a little choked up because The depression, when you're in a situation like that as a single mom or a single parent, the depression that sets in is, it makes you immobile. And there was days I couldn't even get out of bed. I didn't know how we were going to make it. And so I prayed really, really hard. And I I heard a voice say to me, and it sounded really loud, like there was somebody in my room. And I was laying in bed depressed because I could not move. 
And I heard a voice that said, go to the river. And I lived in Atlanta at that time. And I used to jog by the Chattahoochee River, but I hadn't jogged in a long time because of my depression and this. So, but the voice was so strong that I I said, all right. And I, I got out of bed. I got in my car and I went down to the river and I went for a little jog. And I started feeling a little bit better. And on the way home, I drove by a strip mall and I saw a sign that I had never seen. I had driven by the strip mall many times before, but I saw a sign that I had never seen before. And it just said yoga studio. And I had never done yoga before. I've always known about yoga, but I never did yoga before. But something propelled me to go into here. And I literally went, (laughs) drove right into that parking lot and parked the car. And I started heading towards this little yoga studio that I had never noticed even existed, right? That was right next to the supermarket I used to go to. And as I was heading towards the door, the door was a glass door. And behind it, I could see there was a figure there. You know, like you could tell there's a person there. I went up to the door and I opened the door and went inside. And there was this little Korean lady, or maybe she was Japanese, or I'm not really sure, but she was definitely Asian. And she was really tiny. She was, must have been like four foot eight inches. She was really, really tiny. As I opened the door, she looked at me and she bowed. She said, welcome, how can I help you? And in the moment that she said, welcome, how can I help you? That was it. I lost it. I lost it. An avalanche of tears and emotions overcame me. And I just started sobbing and sobbing and sobbing and sobbing. And she grabbed me by the, by the elbow and brought me over to the, uh, this little couch that was there. And she said, and she just listened to me. And, and then finally, I kind of took a break from my sobs. <laughs> and she said, I know what is going on with you, but tell me your story. And I said to her, and in between tears, I said to her, I've run out of money. I, I've mortgaged my house. I only have $278 left on a credit card. And I don't have anything how to feed my kids. And nothing is happening. And my business is going to go under. And I, don't, and I just, you know, spill it out, spill it out. And she just kept nodding her head, nodding her head. And then all of a sudden she goes, wait one minute. And her little tiny finger went up in the air. She goes, wait one minute. And she disappeared. <laughs> she just <laughs> walked out into the back room somewhere. She just totally disappeared. And then a few minutes, and I was sitting there and I'm like, what the heck's going on here? I don't know what the heck's going on here, but I'm crying and I'm like desperate. All of a sudden she emerges from the back room and she had this like a plastic or rubbery model of the human body. I don't know if you've ever seen that, maybe in like in a doctor's office or something there. It was yes? about, yes, exactly. <laughs> it didn't have a stand, but yes, it was exactly. It didn't have a stand like that. And it was a bigger, it was a little taller. And what it showed was the meridians of yep. the body, which I had never, I didn't even knew what a meridian was. And so she said to me, what's happening with you is that your energy is stuck. And she pointed to the meridians on this, fig, on this model figure. And she said, your energy is stuck. You must come, and in her accent, which I could not replicate, but she, you must come and do yoga with us. You must come and do yoga with us. And I said, okay, but I don't have any money. And she goes, we take credit cards. Yeah. <laughs> and so I said, well, uh, well, well, what does this look like? And she said, well, I recommend that you come for three months. You come for three months. And I go, well, what is three months going to cost me? And she said, $278. Oh, gosh. <laughs> exactly what she said to me. Oh my God. And so here I am with a credit card that has 275 or $278 on it. That's how I'm going to feed my kids. Here I am thinking to myself, well, I prayed about to find a direction. I prayed for this. And so I said to myself, I got to, I have to do this. 
God didn't just bring me into this strip mall, into a yoga center that I'd never noticed before and put me in front of this lady who's telling me that she knows what my problem is. And of course, I didn't believe her, but I had nothing to lose except the money for my kids' food, you know? And in that moment, I had to make a split decision and I, I signed up Oh wow! to do yoga with the studio for three months. And they did this yoga that was a movement yoga. It was a dance yoga. And I went for a week in a row. I went every day. And the only time that I could come because of, it had to be really early. So I was there like at 6.30, 7 o'clock every day. And all I did was cry. I went and did this yoga and I cried and I cried and I cried. The second day I cried and I cried and I cried. And the third day I cried and I cried. And then the fourth day, a miracle happened. Oh my God. Those seven deals that I had been working on started closing one by one. Oh, and wow. I brought in over $100,000 over the next 30 to 60 days. Wow. Got done with all my personal debt. Not my mortgages, but my personal debt, borrowing from friends and family. I did all of that. And I got back on my feet. And I have never, ever, ever had such a deep state of financial duress ever again in my life. And it taught me about the importance of working with energy and how powerful it is to work with energy. And I, I didn't believe that just moving. I didn't believe that I had that my problem was because energy was stuck in my meridians. I didn't believe that. And, but surely within a few days, things, it really was only a few days. Things started opening up. I started closing deals and my company started taking off. And that's when I rediscovered the power of energy and how healing it is and how you can change your life and transform your life, working with energy and understanding energy and understanding how you get blocked and how things get repressed and suppressed. And there was all kinds of anger that I was holding onto and mm. resentment that I was holding onto that my ex-husband wasn't taking care of the kids and not paying child support. And that I felt all alone. So there was so much resentment and anger that was trapped in those energetic pockets around my meridians. And that was preventing the life force, the flow of life to move through me. Wow. That is an amazing like story. A little knot in my throat, just remembering that, that time. Take a deep breath in and out. Because <laughs> I know that there's other single moms that are listening that are struggling and your story is healing for them as well. It is. Okay. So once you started moving this energy and your life changed, did you then accept your gifts again, like from childhood? Like I got to keep studying this kind of like how I was. Yeah. I was just like, okay, now this works. So what else is there? Yes, yeah. I did. So I started to open up my heart to the remembrance of, of how I was raised and the, the, the wisdom and, and, the knowledge that I learned. I mean, I used to do out-of-body travel when I was 13 and 14 years old. I used to go on astral missions, you know. <laughs> um, I used to be able to connect with the angelic realm, and I used to be able to all these things. And, and so I started to rediscover that and, and keep my eyes and heart open to it while I focused on my company, which is really it was a very left-brained endeavor because it's a recruiting company. It's very focused on and I had come from a background of, of working with lawyers and accountants in, in recruiting and talk about left brain and talk about, you know, just a real corporate, you know, button up, white collar kind of environment, you know, so not what the whole energy, energetic world is about. Hmm. But while I, while I got my company going, I started studying again and I, and I discovered Theta Healing and I did courses on that. And I started working with oils and the energy of oils and the frequencies, which I, I just love that. Mm. Um, and then 
maybe five years after that or less than that, I, um, during a meditation, I discovered alchemy. And I discovered that I've been an alchemist for eons and have literally gone through many reincarnations or many incarnations as an alchemist and a practitioner of the healing arts at many, many different levels. And I was shown the lifetimes when I did this and I was shown um, so many of the ways and the wisdom that I carry within me. And I became initiated in alchemy. I think it was in, let's see, in 2011 is when I, when I became initiated or reinitiated into the art of alchemy. And that was very life transforming as well because the ascended masters that I work with and that worked with me. And I did this all on my own without a teacher. Um, you know, I used books, but it was mostly my own inner knowing and working through with my own soul, my own, I am presence to recognize the information that is already inherent. And we all carry this information. We carry so much information and wisdom from past lifetimes and from even lifetimes on other planets and in other galaxies. It's just the array of information that we carry is it's it's mind boggling it truly is and we are our own block because when we come into a body we begin to experience all the influences of what it is to be human and in, in this world you know what it is to be human is that we're limited and that we're not worthy and that we're not good enough and that you know we're blocked by religious programming societal programming cultural programming all that stuff we got to get cut through all that mm -hmm. to get to the wisdom that we've been carrying mm -hmm. and so that's what i learned to do and that's what i teach people to do for themselves is to break through all that programming that is so of the human collective and rediscover the truth of who we are, which is that we are divine. We are an aspect of the divine. And so we are an aspect of the all that is. And yeah, so that began a journey for me and, you know, going through studies in alchemy and working with data and the breath work has been amazing for me. Um, I also do dream work, which was also, I kind of stumbled upon that as well too, and uh, discovered how our higher self, speaks to us through our dreams and all of that. And then we discovered the astral world. And so, yeah, and it's been, I think it's been really about six years that I've been doing energy work for a living. <laughs> and my, I've been doing it much longer than that, but actually I've been doing it for a living. I never thought I could make a living doing energy work. I always, well, yeah, it's a nice little hobby to have. It's a nice mm. little thing to do, but my practice is thriving more than actually my recruiting practice did in the first 10 years. So I'm loving it. And my son now uh, manages the recruiting company, which is thriving. And he's, you know, we've quadrupled in size uh, just over the last five years alone. And he's running it out of San Diego. So I get to leave that left world, left brain world and step more into the right brain world of creation and manifestation and working with energy and all those subtle beautiful forces that guide us every day that uh, ignite who we are as beings of light here on this planet. So tell me then what, what are your thoughts on what's going on on the planet right now? Because there is so much energy that's shifting and so much is happening daily. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, there's so many different levels of transformation that's happening. So what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, there is so much. And it's really hard to to speak to people about it because First of all, most people are buying into everything that is being spoken of in the media. 
and the news. And I stopped watching television about 25 years ago. So I don't watch the news and I don't watch anything that's going on in the media. And so it's very difficult for me to be with people that are focused on that. And what that is doing is augmenting or amplifying the fear. Mm -hmm. And so I truly, and that's okay though, because for people who are having to amplify fear for themselves, it's probably going to get them to be able to see the light at, a, at, at some point, right? Because right. contrast helps us in seeing the light. And that's one of the things that I noticed so much about sunrises. The most beautiful sunrises with the color are the ones that have a lot of clouds involved. And I've always known that contrast is what actually reflects beauty into the universe. And so this is what we're experiencing right now is an accumulation of undigestible low frequencies on the planet, such as fear, such as greed, such as resentment, such as the kind of low frequencies that keep us being small. But greed and fear, well, the greed, I think, is what feeds the fear that we're experiencing. Because there's always going to be different levels of individuals that form part of the collective. There's always going to be those that are more of the light and then those that are more of the dark. I mean, that's just the contrasting. It's a world of polarity. It's a universe of polarity. And so where there is light, there is dark. And where there is up, there is down. And where there is good, there is bad. And so this beautiful world that we live in, of course, is going to have all these contrasts and all these various levels of hate all these various levels of love, all these various levels of acceptance, all these various levels of resistance. And what I believe is happening right now is that the planet is moving through a quantum leap in its evolution. And so in order to experience a quantum leap of evolution up, you are going to notice more what is not working, also in kind of a quantum way, because it's more obvious So for those of us that are working with the light and working towards unity and oneness, we are, of course, noticing more of the dark and it feels very scary, but it's so important to be able to keep looking at the light and looking at where we are headed versus where we are coming from. Because humanity has, we've moved through a lot of, to use uh, your theme, the dark nights of the soul. I mean, we've, we've gone through periods of time where in the name of God, we murdered people and obliterated villages and communities and ethnicities. I mean, we have gone through so many dark nights of the soul as a human race. And so it's really time now in our evolution to be able to move into a state of more oneness and unity. And that requires kind of flushing out what no longer serves us. It's what I do with people individually in breath sessions and in the healing work that I do before we can receive all the light and before we can really feel the worthiness of who we are to receive the love, we got to flush out all the stuff mm-hmm. that's within us, the anger. And, you know, I've met people who don't think they have an angry bone in their body, but yet you put them under uh, a healing session and a breath work and their anger will come out because if you're on this planet and you're part of this collective, you have a level of agreement with anger. And you have a level of agreement with fear and you have a level of agreement with greed, just to mention three of the low frequencies, because unworthiness is one of the big ones, too, that we're really Mm. moving out of the planet right now. Another one is judgment. All these frequencies have to be flushed out 
alchemized, transmuted, and integrated into a higher frequency so that we can all really see ourselves as one. And that's going to take a while. But what we're moving through right now is kind of like a, a shock, you know, it's like almost like you have to have a shock, you know, wake you up. Mm. It's like we're all waking up. And yeah, and beautiful thing. And some of us are going to take longer than others. And that's okay. Right. Some people are in kindergarten, some people are in college, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, there's so much transforming. And um, I love that you have that analogy of like, the work that we do on an individual basis is very similar to the work that the world is doing. We got to peel these layers, we got to let release this grief, release this trauma and anger and uh, judgment and all that stuff, you know, in order to become who we truly are. You know, what I see the human body go through is like, once you release those layers, your truth comes in. And then of course, there's still other layers that need to be dealt with. So it's, you know, actually I've been called the onion layer slayer. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Because there's always, you know, another layer of healing that is necessary. So it's what we're going to have to go through on as a planet. Yeah. And it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful place to be because we are being awakened, you know? And like I said, we've, humanity has been awakened, has gone through periods of being awakened many times, you know, there's really no end to the awakening, right? right? It's not like we're going to wake up one day and then we're like, oh, we're done and we're awake. No, because there's always another layer. There's always another iteration. There's right. always another higher frequency to move into. Right. We never stop growing ever. We never stop growing. We never stop expanding. We never stop becoming more conscious. Uh, I hope that we all just continue on that process um, because it, there's a lot going on. And I, I do have a sense that there's going to be another shift, another major shift coming up. Are you familiar with the Schumann resonance? No. So the Schumann resonance, you know, the earth has an electromagnetic field, Mm -hmm. right? So between the earth and the ionosphere is like this electric current that flows through the air. And it's been increasing for the last six years, but drastically increasing since let's say quarantine started. Wow. Um, Actually, I think even right before then. But what happens is, is because we evolved on the earth to be at a certain frequency. So this frequency didn't change from 7.83 for a really long time. They've been studying for like six years or so. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden now it's having jumps up to 40 hertz, even 16 or 21, you know, like it just varies. And that it correlates with our brain waves. 7.83 is actually not awake. That's like a theta meditation, like your brain waves are in that meditation. So you're very right. highly suggestible. But when we're having these spikes up to 40, we're in this like alert, wake up, remember, problem solving, like, whoa, what's going on? And then, mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting, then the human resonance seems to like go back down, you know, so we're kind of like ebbing and flowing in Earth's heartbeat, really, you know, and, and that's helping to facilitate these wake ups as well, to not like be too jarring, you know. Well, that makes total sense with me because I, I work a lot with Gaia. I get a lot of information from Gaia, who's she's the, the being of light that inhabits the Earth. And the Earth is her body. So in, in some of the, the South American and Central American cultures, she's called Pachamama. She's very much in alignment with everything that is happening. And it is because she is on a track for um, to become an enlightened being. And in order to become an enlightened being, we have to clear all our karma and we have to raise our frequency. So what you're saying falls in alignment with that because we have to be the frequency of the planet itself and the electromagnetic, all of that, that the entire environment of the planet is shifting. And we're helping in that shift because if we're here, we're here because we are in alignment with that. And this is really 
very much focused on what the planet is moving through as a celestial body, so to speak. We have an evolutionary agreement with Gaia to help her in her ascension process. And she has an evolutionary agreement with us to help us. And Mm -hmm. so we're all kind of moving in in the same way. So it makes complete sense what you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah. It's funny when I started the podcast, quarantine hit, and then I the, launched the podcast just like five days later, but I had been prepping for it. And I was getting a lot of messages not to delay that there would be a massive shift on the planet. I, I really had no idea what that meant, right? I was like, maybe the podcast world rules are going to change or something like that. Like I really wasn't sure. But what was interesting, once I released the podcast, I was like, man, this is so weird. Like, I'm so glad that I can be of service. But it also is a little tricky because a lot of people aren't listening to podcasts as much as they normally would. And so I was in a a healing class and we were looking at our past lives and things like that. And I got the clear message that I purposely came here to help with the ascension of, you know, other souls on the planet. And that I've, this is what (laughs) my body was like, this is what you do. And I was like, (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. I guess, I guess I'll go with it. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I totally agree. Like we're all here. I knew that to a degree, right. That I was here to help people to find themselves, you know, and, and become the best version of themselves and raise the the vibration of the planet through that. So anyway, it's just all interesting how it works out when you really get that time to go in and, and ask some questions and, you know, move some trauma and release some energy. And then you're like, Oh, okay. Now this makes sense. You know, I think that an important way that people can help themselves get through these times is to be very diligent about what they resist. Hmm. So, for example, I know people that are very resistant about what's going on politically. And I feel no resistance with what's going on politically. It's important to understand where you are resisting and where you're just letting things flow and having an understanding and a comprehension because we look at everything in our life through different perspectives. There's an ego, very mind-oriented, very human place to look at things from a personality standpoint, let's say, but then there's also the perspective of our higher self or even the perspective of source. And so I want to invite people to look at what they resist because in what they resist is the teaching of why they are where they are. Mm. When we resist, that's a clue. When we feel it's like another way to say it is like a trigger. When, When we're resisting something, it's when we're triggered. You know, there's people that trigger us. There's things that trigger us. And like I said, politics right now is triggering a lot of people. Mm -hmm. When something triggers you or you find that resistance, it's important to go into your heart. And I love all the, as you know, I love all the, all the information and the science that's coming around the heart intelligence. We have so much intelligence in our heart and the neurotransmitter and the, the information that is there is huge. And that's one place that we can really connect with our higher self and see a perspective that comes from a higher place, that comes from a, a realm that is invisible, from a dimension that is more wise and, and free of all the stuff that blocks us here on this planet. So if you find yourself being triggered by what's going on in our COVID pandemic, pay attention to what about it you are resisting. And then focus on that and ask in your heart to your higher self, what do I need to know? What do I need to remember? What do I need to understand? What is the teaching here for me? Because once you get the teaching, that resistance, that trigger goes away. Mm. Now, the the conditions don't go away, but... How you feel it and experience in your body. 
Yes. And it's really those, the way that we feel about something is what causes, as an example, dis-ease in our body, you know, because molecules are found in thoughts and emotions. And if you have fear and you have resistance and you have judgment, et cetera, that is going to play a role in your physical health eventually. Of course, it's going to play a role in your emotional and mental health, but eventually it's going to get to your physical body sure. and it's going to manifest as some kind of condition in your physical body. And so it's important to, to try to see what is the teaching because the faster you get the teaching, the faster you can move through and flow through the situation, whatever it is. And I really love to teach people that my happiness, your happiness has zero, zero to do with circumstances or situations or experiences. It's zero. It has zero to do with it. We think that that something happens and then we're either happy or sad about it, to use an example. But it's really not that way. It's really not like that. We get to choose our happiness because it comes from within. It doesn't come from without. We get to choose our bliss and our joy and our state of mental acuity and balance and equilibrium. We get to choose that. Every We are that powerful that Mm. we can choose it regardless of what's going on in the world or what's going on in our backyard or what's going on in politics or what's going on with the financial systems. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's why I love mindset. I mean, I a hundred percent agree that mindset is key to creating the life that you want, but also the health that you have, because just like you were saying, when you were a single mom, you had never seen that yoga studio, but you had been praying about it. So you, in that you probably shifted your reticular activating system to find evidence for how you were going to get out of what you were in. And then all of a sudden this yoga studio pops up, it appears to pop up, but it was there the whole time, you know, it almost seems magical. And there have been times that I go down the same road and then I see a sign and I'm like, you know, an actual physical sign. I'm like, how did I never see that? You know what I mean? But it it really is just because it's in alignment with the path that I'm on. I do believe that if we can focus on our happiness, regardless of what's on the outside, yes, I think that that's the way to go. And, And the way to do that is to become neutral to the things that are around you, that you're not a boat in like a terrible storm. You know, you're always like at the whim of whatever's coming your way. Like you, you are navigating that path and Mm -hmm. uh, creating your world, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. that is. So many people are triggered right now and and it's really hard to watch those people that are getting triggered. Right. I mean, they're just handing over their power, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and I I do hope that they can find a way to not do that, you know, so that they can feel. Well, again, you know, one of the paths to doing that is to really connect with your heart and find out what is my agreement with this? Why do I find myself here? What is the teaching? What am I supposed to know? What am I supposed to remember? I have a a client that is very triggered by a lot of what's going on politically. I can see what the teaching is and what the lesson is for her. I can't just give it to her. She's got to be able to discover it on her own and Mm -hmm. see it for herself. And But part of the teaching when we are being so impacted by what another does is to remember and to know that number one, we are not separate in truth. And so if there's another that is doing something to trigger me, there must be something in me Mm -hmm. that is causing that person to be in my experience because we are not separate. We are one. And the fact that that other is doing something that is triggering me has to, for me, alert to me that there's something within me that needs to shift. And so usually what that is, is intolerance. 
you know, when we are triggered by someone else, it's because we are entertaining the frequency of intolerance. We just can't tolerate another doing something that doesn't fit for us. And so then we judge and then we become angry and we become resentful. And then stop, you know, it goes from there. So, but if, if, if someone is triggering me in that way, then I have to look at myself and see where, where do I hold a similar energy? Exactly. I think that once you realize those things, then those triggers go away. And that's what helps to, when those triggers disappear or they get integrated, let's say, or they just become, like you said, the word neutral, that is so right on because being neutral is the place to be, to not allow yourself to to get carried away is so powerful and it helps you to be in a place of clarity to really to get the information and the, the, the wisdom that is coming through. Cause there's so, you know, the frequencies that are coming through the planet right now are amazing. They're, the colors that are coming through the strength and the power of the frequencies that are coming through to help us get through this are huge, but who talks about those? You know, (laughs) tell us us more. It's it's hard to find somebody that's like, and look, watch these, watch these rays of light and watch the frequencies. Look at the musical notes that are coming through and look at the geometric figures that are coming through. Look at the support that we're getting from the entire multiverse to help Mm -hmm. us get through this. Because we are going to get through this and we are going to wake up and we are we, it's eat. okay it's explicit so you can say wake the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> wake the fuck up was the which is the title of the other book that i'm writing oh right that's right yeah that book was put on hold because it wasn't the right time but now is the right time so yeah that's part of the reason i'm here in minnesota too is to have a little bit of a respite and, and uh get back to my writing but yeah waking waking up is really really important because the planet is shifting whether we like it or not I saw uh, one of those license plate things, you know, the on a car once that said shift or get off the planet. And that was in the 1970s. Wow. Shift or get off the planet. You know, they were talking about now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously we've gone through many shifts and we're continuing yeah. to shift and this seems right. to be one of the bigger shifts. Yeah. I mean, can, can you imagine like when you really step back and you look at everything that's going on, it almost seems so massively divine when you can view it through the lens of this like healing crisis, like what we, you and I have been through and many other people, which is the dark night. That's when you really wake up. That's when you're like, okay, something has to shift. And what is it? And what is holding me back? And that, like you said, the resistance, you find it within yourself and use that to release it or neutralize it or transmute it. But once you have gotten rid of all your triggers, like there's not a lot to poke and you're pretty happy. (laughs) Yeah, and yeah. you're like, okay, let's see what's going to happen now. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. where I'm at right now. You know, I just am yeah. like, wow, this is amazing, you know, and yeah. so healing yet. So, so much like a healing crisis. Well, well, something that you said just now makes me think you said something has to shift. And for people that are going through challenging times, often we think that thing that has to shift. I mean, many of us know something has to shift. I had a client that I spoke with yesterday that is been suffering in her relationship for years now. And finally, she came to the conclusion that something has to really, really shift. And we tend to think that that thing that has to shift is something huge. And we tend to, and we put it off because we think it's something huge that has to happen. Something huge has to happen for a shift to occur. But it's not. Most of the time, it's something really small. It's a tiny little thing that is like the butterfly effect. I don't know if you ever heard that the butterfly effect. There's a name to it, but 
Like if a butterfly flicks its wings on one end of the world, it can cause a tornado on the other end of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, something really subtle can cause a huge shift. You know, what happened with me when I was at the bottom of the barrel, nowhere to go. And I was, I was seeing myself homeless and I was seeing losing my children. And, and all it took was moving my body, you know, and moving the energy in, in my meridian system. That's all it took. That was and crying like, for four days. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, that was part of the movement, right? That right, was right. The, the Absolutely. Of it. Yeah. That's, it is like that's, a domino effect. You do one, yes. you know, if you do enough work, then that last thing is not so hard. And it's amazing how we view it to be hard. One of the games I like to play with myself is that whole idea of resistance. And it can be as dumb as like, you know, I don't want to get gas because I don't have time for it. But like, it only takes three minutes to fill up my tank, you know, or unload the dishwasher. It takes like a minute and a half, you know, but there's so much resistance, like way beyond what the resistance should be in terms of time. So I like to evaluate those things, you know, and just be like, where's that coming from? What you don't have time for the See, That's a great example of what I'm talking about. What's the teaching there, you know, right What's the teaching there. And it's really yeah. about when we have a lot of we have a lot of resistance about time. I know, I know, I never think I have enough time. I don't have enough time to do this. I don't have enough time to do that. There's never enough time in life. And so that's a belief system. And we live our lives based on belief systems that aren't true or aren't real. Right. So when you start asking the right questions, you start discovering, you know, what you can give up and, you know, move on from. So that's. Yeah. That's- I was just looking at uh, some videos on consciousness and time and space and how it's really just a construct in our mind. And you know how the, the quantum field, like actually all of the healings that I've worked with you on, we've been at a distance and I do all my healings at a distance when I was doing them and, or most of them. And there really isn't any time and space because we've decided to pair ourselves together and that's called entanglement. And my friend, um, Susan Lander, she's communicated with celebrities who've crossed over. One of them was Albert Einstein. And he said, time is just a ruler for us to use just to make things easier, but it really doesn't exist. And there's so many things happening at one time. And really, you just have the present moment. And anyway, all that stuff is like, so, you know, it's like a mind fuck. Like, you're like, what? (laughs) You're like, I've been been a part of this system for so long. Like, it's so deep that it's so hard to understand. But you know, when you really look at consciousness, there's no time and space with consciousness. And they right. really are trying to nail down, like, what is consciousness? They haven't found it. And they call it the hard problem. <laughs> um, yeah. But they're getting closer to figuring out basically what you and I know, which is it spans time and space. And you have yeah. multiple lives and information that you can gain. And essentially, when we are healing ourselves, we're going back in time and healing us from that point and yeah. moving forward. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's so incredible. It, when you break down the belief that there's a barrier between a hundred years ago and today, then you can find yourself in that a hundred years ago and be present in that moment, in that creative moment, in that energetic moment, you can see the electricity and you can actually restore, repair and heal whatever is there. Mm. And it has its trickle effect. And all it is, is you're using your intention. You're using your va- the vastness of your soul, your I am presence, your connection with the divine, and you're there. And it just requires not believing that there is some time limitation or that there's some time element that keeps you from being there. And that's hard because we grow up on belief systems. Mm. And grow up thinking that science is right. <laughs> yeah. And it's certainly evolving and changing mm. and it is hard to comprehend. And 
it does seem fantasy like and you have to be willing to let go and that is a huge part of becoming psychic or finding your healing gifts and things like that is like getting beyond the limitations that you grew up with of like things must heal this way. Like there's a story of reconnective healing where the scientists studied this person's broken leg. And then after two sessions, they no longer had a broken leg and it wasn't months apart. It was just like a week in our minds. We're like, wait, that doesn't add up. Like, that's not what I've been told, you know? And there's lots of evidence all around about that, like spontaneous healings all the time happen, but doctors explain them away. Like, oh, we must've had the wrong diagnosis. Right. And then (laughs) You're like, whatever. So yeah, I I love talking to you, Lily. Thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your wisdom and knowledge. I would love to know, do you know where we, how we know each other from past lives or anything like that? Have you gotten any information on that? Well, we have had numerous past lives together. I'm very, very clear about that. But one that, as you say that, one that comes into my sort of screen right now is a lifetime in Switzerland. And I've never been to Switzerland. I've always had some kind of draw there, some kind of draw there. And it feels like it was Switzerland before it was called Switzerland because it seems like a really, really long time ago. But we were sisters and we worked on, we worked with plant medicine and with the earth to bring forth healing for the village, et cetera. And um, we really loved each other. And I'm seeing like a lot of, you know, the snow covered mountains. I'm getting that feeling of crispness and that feeling of, wow, I've been there so many times. And I think I've had a couple of lifetimes in Switzerland, even though I've never been there in this lifetime, but there's something about it that feels so familiar. And I'm seeing you there with me right now. So yeah, I can feel that in my heart and my, my throat and my chest. And And I think you have a big Norwegian background. Probably. Yeah. I've definitely been a healer many lifetimes and using plant medicine and things like that. I had an experience where I went to, I was on a road trip in the South and I came upon this land that's very sacred. And there was a man that was giving us a tour and he was telling us about the land. And I was like, no, that's like, in my head, I'm like, that's not how it was. That's not what we did. All of a sudden I had that moment where I like saw myself and I was like, wait a second, what are you saying? All this stuff is coming up. I was getting so aggravated. I wanted to tell him, no, 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 no. And then all of a sudden this past life came in where I had made the wrong decision for the tribe. I was like the intuitive and I was supposed to be reading the the weather and I read it wrong or whatever. And, and it caused a disaster. And, you know, over lifetimes, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, how many times have I done stuff like that? Right. Or, you know, yeah. it's not always easy being a healer and, and an intuitive and things like that and trying yeah. to guide people. But that was that lifetime that I just like walked right into. <laughs> It's kind of funny. And I heard the most beautiful music when I was falling asleep. I even said to my partner, I said, do you hear that beautiful music? Like I've never heard music like that before. And she said, what are you talking about? (laughs) And I was like, what? I I was like, you can't hear that. Like, I wish I could have recorded it. It was so beautiful. So I bought a CD that had that flute music similar to that, but it wasn't the same. Those kinds of experiences are so beautiful and lovely to, I cherish those moments and those experiences. Yeah, it was really powerful. And and probably one of the first times that I experienced that whole, like I had another lifetime and here's the information. But anyway, thank you so much for sharing that lifetime with me. That was beautiful. And all your wisdom and being on the show and sharing what your dark night was. I know that wasn't easy. And 
I'm sure it's very healing for others. And I just love your bravery in you signing up for those three months. Like, oh my gosh, you know, like that shows that you were really listening to your heart and your your intuition because it paid off in four days. I mean, yeah. it was it was obvious you said yes to your healing. So yeah. thank you for sharing that. Aww. Thank you for having me join you in this beautiful journey that you're on. Oh, thank you. And if you want to get in touch with Lily, she has, why don't you tell everybody what your website is? It's www.lilywinstaff.com. And I'm going to be posting all the new events. I've been kind of taking a little bit of a hiatus during my move, but I'm going to be restarting the, my Conscious Connected Breath sessions online, which have been off the richer scale. Amazing. People just having miracles happen in their life. And I used to think I can't do connected breath online, but that's one of the things that has come up out of this COVID crisis. Many of us are discovering that we can do our jobs online and reach more people, reach the entire world. And that's really powerful because mm-hmm. our messages, those of us that have truly amazing messages to give to the world, and we all do at one level or another, to be able to reach the whole world through a podcast, through a through an online program is, is just, it's to me, it's miraculous. So I'm going to be starting the breath sessions again the last Sunday of the month, which is uh, June 28th, and I'll be announcing a whole series of programs on that. We're also going to be doing a retreat, a beautiful, beautiful retreat in the mountains of Georgia on the first weekend of October. So that'll be also announced pretty soon, and it's going to be a four-day retreat that is going to rock your world and transform your life. So Sounds awesome. So thank you so much for having me. And I, you know, I welcome my phone numbers on my website. I, I welcome anyone to reach out to me if you have any questions about anything that I've talked about today, or if you want to explore a, doing any private work, it's totally open, available. And right now we are all in a very receptive place because many of us have intuitively, we know that we are not here by coincidence. And intuitively, we know that we've come here to bring a gift or to be shown something or to be the way shower. And so now's the time to connect with all of that and step into your power, your light, and all the love that's available in the universe. There's so much of it here. Thank you, Lily. Have a great day. You too, Amy. Bye. All content provided by Amy Stark and her guests on the Ophelia Podcast website or other platforms, including text, images, audio, or other formats, were created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Amy Stark is not a doctor or a therapist. 